Welcome to Pretty Funny Business, the playground brand we were forced to create in order to corral our founders' nonsensical ideas and general tomfoolery. From the founders of, but not generally endorsed by, Emmy Collective. From this podcast, you can expect off-the-cuff banter on feminism, funny business, and, well, not-so-funny business. Join us out of curiosity, stay for the hot takes and dad jokes. Hello and welcome to Pretty Funny Business First Podcast of 2023. 2023. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year, everyone. I'm Sydney. Oh, I'm Lauren. <laughs> Did you forget? And together we are Pretty Funny Soren. Business. It's in the vibes. Okay. So the best thing. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What are we doing? How are we starting this? Let's do it. I was gonna say the best thing about our podcast is that you know we don't know what to expect. You don't know what to expect. It's just yeah. going to be really exciting for everyone. So today we are going to. I'm going to throw down some of my quick 2023 predictions, and Sydney's going to hit us back with her um, immediate reactions. And then we're going to recap uh, my IRL trip to New York City for my first time ever for fun to visit Sydney and to do some planning, a.k.a. vision questing, a.k.a. dreaming for Emiko for 2023. I love it. Let's do it. Are we ready? All right. So PFB on the streets. I think this is going to become a segment. It's funny. And we can do it for our guests or I can uh, rope you into it about 60 seconds before we start recording. So I have. Are these just general 2023 predictions or are they mob specific or business specific? You know, they're mostly mostly mob specific. I'll start with the non-map specific okay. one. My 2023 pretty in the category of pretty funny business prediction is that the side part is back. Ooh, spicy. You know what they say, if you hold on to something long enough, it will become in fashion again. <laughs> Are you trying to say never let never it go? Never let it go. I, you know, I tried <laughs> the middle part and I would say the closest I got is to what I'm rocking currently, which I would classify as a off-center part. <laughs> But I just, mm-hmm. I can't go full middle. And I am happy that we're bringing back the middle part. I love it. You heard it here first. Middle part or die. Side part. I'm sorry. The side, side part. The side part. <laughs> Which generation Jimmy's are you? poisoned me with their middle part <laughs> propaganda. You know, I have the same problem because, well, first of all, apparently um, Kourtney Kardashian has the same problem where I've got this, like, colic. Like, I was born with What's the side part. A like, there's no... Right? A cowlick? A cowlick, yeah. like what babies cowlick. have. Oh, well, maybe this is a Cleveland thing. Like, yes, I mean cowlick. I mean cowlick. Ooh, does that like mean, like, actually a cowlick Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I swear. No. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm well, happy to say something really confident. Well, and, and we no, feel, like, no, 60% confident. Cowlick my, when I was born, a cowlick to my head, and I... 
do not have a center part. And actually, this is something that I passed on to my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter who is in ballet. And she cries every time we have to do her hair for rehearsal or um, a recital because they require middle parts. Her hair just doesn't do that. And low buns. And she's like, my hair doesn't do that. It does do that with like a lot of gel, sort of. It's not right, though, and she's not happy about it. I was like, I don't know. Maybe this may be like the side part revolution for ballet, et cetera. I have no middle part disability. I just feel emotionally allergic to a middle part, and I am constantly chasing the Taylor Swift deep side part of the 1989 era, and my hair doesn't quite do that either. So I do do sympathize with Marina. I've been chasing the Dua Lipa side part, which is like three. This is actually just bad head here if you're seeing it but three inches high and then over i love it and then it looks very you know it's very very in in cleveland ohio (laughs) tastemaker of cleveland ohio (laughs) all right next one so this one is not that spicy i i'm gonna go least spicy to most spicy i think we're already seeing it that ai rules the air I'm not sure I agree with this. Uh, I think that in some capacity, AI will rule the air. Sure. But I think that what we're seeing right now and everyone's like, oh my God, the robots are taking over. Does anyone's job even matter if ChatGPT can just do everything for you? I think we're going to and already are quickly seeing the shortcomings of it, which is good probably for all of us to remain gamefully employed. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I think ChatGPT is interesting. I don't think it's going to be like... I think that the thing it has the biggest threat to is like kids that are still writing essays at school. But the, when was the last time I had to write something, some multi-paragraph thing that ChatGPT can just do for me now? Like, never. If ChatGPT can start sure. building Marketo programs, though, that would be great. If it could like look at something that I built in Marketo and then do all the documentation for me. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, it may, you know, maybe. Great. But the like, just set me a meeting agenda or divide my marketing goals for the year. Like the bullshit that you have to bubble up to corporate, maybe that's going to die. And I feel like it's already personally died. For me. So maybe that's why <laughs> I, really I feel it. excited about People it. using it for like Salesforce flows. Really? Right. I mean, they're, they're not like perfect and they're not necessarily best practice. Like it might be like, Oh, well, I would actually start it this way or I would trigger it off of this, but But are we like training the robot to get better at it until we work ourselves out of a job? Is this what the movie Wally is all about? I haven't watched it. I think I haven't watched it in a long time, but I think it's more about recycling. Well, we need to do that too. Um, okay. On to, the next one. I think this is going to be the year of the agency non-compete. And what I mean by that is that agencies are no longer going to compete with each other. They're going to have to partner. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm on board. 100%. I agree. Same. There's enough work for everybody. The competition game is just... It's too much, Dumb. man. But I also think like we are going to be a little bit overwhelmed going yeah. forward with the layoffs and people not knowing what to do and just like typing in the ask, asking Jeeves like, please, dear God, help me. Why did they lay off our entire marketing and sales operations right. teams? Sad. All right. Um, I don't know which one of these is spicier. 
I'm going to do this one next in case Tim has to cut the final one. Um, Notes to the end of okay, it. So, <laughs> so um, I need to look this up. So I'm going to pause. I should have had this ready. Apologies. Uh, Sarah McNamara posted a meme. Oh my God, I saw this this morning. That, that is <laughs> uh, many old white men laughing hysterically. Definitely politicians. I don't know if I, anyway, I'm not going to look at who, who they are. Uh, it's, <laughs> and then they switched to HubSpot because their new CMO was friends with someone from HubSpot who said it was better than Marketo. Um, so I commented on this. I can count on two hands the number of times I've been witness to this in real life. But if you have the money, stay with Marketo, honey. The thing that I really want to lay down is someone else's comment that says uh, even uh, B2B marketing can escape nepotism. And to which I like a light bulb went off in my head that was like, is HubSpot is a nepotism? <laughs> okay. Did you? Like, I, maybe like, not I tell you, I have read one business book in my life. And, uh, it was five years ago, maybe more, on the plane to Marketo Summit. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. Marketo Summit was still a thing. Um, and it was called Disrupted. Have you read this? About the guy that was a journalist at Newsweek that got canned yeah, and then went to work for HubSpot. Yeah, I have not read it, but okay. I know what you're talking about. It radicalized me in a way that I probably should not have been right before I got to Marketo Summit because it radicalized me against the entire tech industry and B2B anything and all of it. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think that HubSpot is a Nepo baby. Uh, it's, it seems like it's barely a real company. But by that token, I don't think any of these companies are real companies. Is anyone's product real? Is anyone's product valuable enough to be even close to the valuation of their company is that why tech is falling apart right now is that what's happening i mean if you think about like marketo being acquired by vista and then adobe like that's an insane pathway. that's an insane amount of money what did adobe buy them for it was like four billion dollars it's crazy four billion i, yeah. mean, I use marketo every day i live and breathe it i could tell you anything you wanted to know about marketo but four billion dollars and this is us saying you should stay with marketo if you have it and not go to hubspot because it's a vastly better tool for b2b enterprise but still four billion dollars anyway yeah hubspot's a nepo baby but i, mean, I think like, they're all nepo babies a tech is a nepo baby and they're all nepo babies see i feel specifically well i could go into it about i'm sure about why all of them are but that hubspot is because because people take one look at how much Marketo costs and go, I've used HubSpot in the past. Everyone has used HubSpot in the past. I have not uh, used HubSpot in the past. I've never logged in HubSpot in my life. It's, um, but I feel like HubSpot, because it has so many like small to mid size, that there's more like breath to the people yeah, that have used it have used it. So maybe have logged in or sent an email or whatever. So they've used it in the past. And so naturally, it would be an easy selection given how expensive Marketo is. And that's why it's like, well, it already has a leg up just due to how many users have ever logged in. So well, I mean, if we're going to go with the 
everyone wants HubSpot because it's cheaper. Let's talk about how Parda is basically free. Are they still doing that? Like everyone has Parda because they yeah, got it for free so with Salesforce? Mm-hmm. No. No. This is like the time that we got at a prior company, we got uh, Microsoft Dynamics for free. Mm-hmm. And for a year we tried it and then we were like, no, 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 no. No, we I mean, I worked at a company that we had Marketo and we had like a pretty solid instance of Marketo and they were like, well, we're going to get rid of it because we're about to get Pardot for free. And I was like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> and I made whatever. Anyway, they kept Marketo and then I quit. So we all lived happily ever after. Yeah. I want to know, send us a direct message on um, Instagram, pretty funny business. If you have ever quit a job due to change. a change in tech yeah. need to know need to know i definitely at, when i was earlier in my career told more than one boss that i would quit if they got rid of marketo i never ended up actually quitting because they got rid of marketo because i threatened them instead but uh i always recommend threatening your bosses it's the best best path to, path to growth. <laughs> and then i ended up quitting anyway for unrelated reasons so hope you guys are enjoying Marketo. <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't do that now. All right. I don't think. I, you wouldn't, you wouldn't no, change? No, I think, like, for me, I mean, I'll, I'll make the spicy take. Spicy, large generalization, someone proved me wrong. But I think that when you are earlier in your career and your technical skills are newer and you feel very comfortable with one tool, it is so scary to think about switching to something else. And no longer feeling confident in the work that you're doing. So it is much easier to say, like, no, there's a million companies that use Marketo. I will just quit and go find one of those. Um, plus, you know, job hopping, early career. It's actually something that I am very pro. So do it. Whatever. Now I'm like, well, if I found a company I really liked. and eh, Well, I tried, you know, whatever. And notwithstanding my actual current situation. If I was working somewhere and I really liked it and I liked my team and I liked my boss. I feel much more confident in my technical skills now that I could easily pick up another software and that other stuff is not to be taken for granted. Yeah, I don't think that it is about being able to use it. I think it's about the like being um, pleased with the outcome. I think earlier in my career, I'd be like, oh, this cannot get me the same results that Marketo did, and so I'm out. But now I think I would be like, that's on you. Like, I'll use this tool, but that's right. on you that yeah. it's not getting and I don't take it as personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't totally have career growth, so it doesn't matter. Okay, last one. For better or for worse, and looking forward to your hot takes on this, 2023 is going to be the year of <laughs> solopreneurial training courses. Oh, I totally agree with this. <laughs> Uh, I've talked to quite a few people who are developing their own training courses. I think it's great. You know, I think it's time. I have been a supporter of solopreneurial training courses in the other part of my life, which is being a parent. And you're going to think this is hilarious because I think this is one of the things that we are like so different on. But when I was a first time mom, I discovered online parenting courses and I took all of them. I, yeah, I did not have I this. loved it. I I, it was like crack to me. And I would like absorb the information in the course and then spout it to absolutely anybody that would listen like oh you're having trouble with your baby sleeping let me teach you about wake windows and sleepy cues and how to avoid having an overtired newborn because I learned that on a baby sleep course that I will not name because I no longer support that person 
Uh, and then I took like a baby led weaning class with feeding littles. I loved it. I still love it. I took it again with my second. Like it's, uh, I'm, I'm all about it. The solopreneurial like education course, I think is awesome. I think it should be decoupled from these mega enterprises that start way overcharging for them. Cause I was paying like a hundred bucks for each of these courses. Like it's nothing when you're, when you feel like you're drowning, it's nothing to pay a hundred bucks to be like, yeah, someone teach me how to not feel like I want to die. Yeah. And when you think about mops, <laughs> like I think part of the problem with mops in general is it's so hard to break into. Like there was a conversation in Mops Pros last week about like what is I don't remember what the question was. It was like what is the the hardest bridge to cross or leap to make or something in marketing ops? And it's the hardest skill to learn. I don't know. Anyway, I was like, the hardest thing to do is break into mops in the first place. You, there's no way to learn these platforms without working for a company that already has it. And if they're hiring someone with Marketo experience, you, like you can't get Marketo experience until someone hires you. I don't know. It's just like a vicious cycle. Like I have a good friend that would love to break into this and she can't. Like, how do you do it? I don't know. So solopreneurs, I am here for you. I will be your hype Woo-hoo. woman. I will post your shit all over LinkedIn. Make me a beginner Marketo course. I'm all, I'm here for it. Let's do it. I love it. It's really awesome. hard to develop. We, I tried to do it in a past life and it is really hard. So do it. <laughs> so 2023 will not be the year of Emmy Collective's training courses, but we will. We will pimp the shit out of your training course. <laughs> We're taking partners. All right. Uh, so that close out. Pretty funny business on the street. 2023 predictions. Thank you for uh humoring me always every day all right okay so let's get to the trip good stuff so i i keep calling it our trip even though i live here (laughs) it was there was no travel involved for me but lauren came to visit me in new york it was great i went to visit lauren in ohio up in like september and that was really fun um and we met like we have we will definitely have to have Crystal on to talk about that oh, trip. What a disaster. Shortly. Yeah, absolutely. It's a cliffhanger for all for our ravenous fans. <laughs> almost almost a literally. Little teaser. <laughs> literally. Oh my God. Um, anyway, so Lauren came to visit me. It was fun. It was just the two of us. Uh, when I went to Ohio, we have some other members in Ohio. Um, so we all met up and that was awesome. But this time it was just the two of us and we uh you were here for what two nights and we spent the first night together in a hotel so now this is the second time lauren and i one night on the one night on the town one night on the the town one night on the couch that's how we do it that's that's us as a startup we spent one night on the (laughs) town and one night on the couch in ohio we spent one night at lauren's airbnb on the lake and i spent one night sleeping in her bed with her at home while her husband slept in the basement. I don't know. That's just, that's how we do it here at Emiko. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Lauren came in early December, which is a pretty Ms. weather time in New York, but that's fine. We stayed at a hotel downtown um, and then we stayed on my couch one night. And the, the night that we were downtown was the most fun, but also the most chaotic because we accidentally got really drunk really early in the day through what I will describe as a series of unfortunately fortunate events 
where we got to our hotel right at three o'clock when check-in started and our room was not ready and they gave us drink tickets to go wait at the bar until our room was ready. So we went and had a cocktail each. The problem was that we had an appointment uh, very soon after that. So we did not have a lot of time to drink these cocktails and just sit and relax. So we like kind of checked them. Then we went to our appointment, which was at Dry Bar, which is my favorite place to go. So I felt it was appropriate to bring Lauren there with me. And uh, Dry Bar also had some sort of appointment snafu and Lauren ended up waiting for a long time. So they gave us also some champagne (laughs) there. (laughs) So we drank those and then we got back to our hotel and went to our room. And because Lauren is a member of some sort of travel agency, something, something, something. Well-traveled club, shout out. Well-traveled club. Big fan. We got a free bottle of champagne (laughs) in our room. (laughs) So it is now, I don't know, fourth. Five o'clock. <laughs> and we are three and a half drinks in each. Um, and then what did we do? Is that when we were going to meet our client? We, so we were getting ready to meet. We were, we were supposed to have. This is where our night was supposed to. This start. is where it was supposed to begin. And yet we were already three and a half drinks in. Which. It was a bad place to be. I'm not sure. No, no, I may have had one more drink the rest of the night, but I would, but that was it for me. Yeah, like same. that was I... it. This was supposed to start. So we, <laughs> we went, we were at the Roxy, great hotel, yeah. very cool. And our client met us there, although she was very late. So I'm trying to keep up That's with our timeline true, because here. I think she was supposed to meet us at five and then she ended up not meeting us till like 6.30. Which was interesting because I'm pretty sure she was going to a concert that started at 6.30. It started at 7.30, but it was in Brooklyn. <laughs> and we were in Manhattan and she lives in Brooklyn. And I thought that maybe she would come <laughs> to the office because their office is right next to our hotel, which is where we were meeting her at the hotel bar. But she didn't. So she came into Manhattan from Brooklyn, which I i mean, I don't know geographically how many of our listeners are New Yorkers or familiar with the geography of New York, but it's kind of a pain in the ass to get into Manhattan from Brooklyn. It's on the train, but it's a long, she lives pretty deep in Brooklyn. I think she lives in Crown Heights, maybe. Um, anyway, so she like came in and had drinks, which was great. I was so happy to see her and Lauren had never met her before, but then she went right back out to go back to Brooklyn for this concert, which was uh, Anyway, which fun fact it was a run republic it was, concert. it was a free one republic concert put on by pandora which is why she was very excited that she got tickets for it mm-hmm. oh the fun fact is that um the bassist is my cousin like my second cousin ryan tedder is so- your cousin <laughs> we covered this already i was really my the, the story goes that my mom was having dinner with her uncle and her uncle was telling her how his grandson was in some garage band called One Republic. And my mom was like, huh, I think I've heard of them before. I'll have to ask my daughter. And then I was like, oh, God, please don't say it was Ryan Tedder. Don't tell me I've had a crush on him this whole time. It's not. No, I don't. I'm not like a huge One Republic fan, but I would be really, really excited if Ryan Tedder was your cousin because, of course, he is a longtime collaborator of Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about what Ryan Tedder could do with Taylor Swift and chat GPT. <laughs> what if Taylor starts, what if Taylor trains an AI to write songs for her? 
What if we had an AI that was Taylor's brain? I think we'll get there. She could live forever. You can tell ChatGPT to do that. You can say, write a song as if you are Taylor Swift. I don't have access to ChatGPT. Why? You, you didn't get in? No, I haven't. I've never tried to get in, but I heard that by the time I heard about it or cared to try to get in, it was like a, sorry, you can't get in anymore thing. Ooh. All right, I have access. We'll have to next time. We'll log. We'll use my login. Sounds great. Anyway, okay, okay. So, she, so she's at the One Republic thingy. Anyway, we're like at the we're at the hotel bar. Wait, you need to talk about the food situation. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're we at had the hotel not bar, eaten. and we like leave the hotel room. We leave the hotel room to go to the hotel bar, and I'm like, I am drunk, and I need to eat now. I need to eat immediately because I do not. Had we even eaten at all? I don't remember. I think maybe when we got to your oh, house. Oh, yeah, I made you frozen pizza in my house. You got to my house really early. Your flight was really early, and I made frozen pizza. And we did some work, and then we went downtown yeah. to go to the hotel and to dry bar, and that was where our adventures really began. Anyway, so I'm starving, and I'm drunk, and we get to the hotel bar, and the waitress is like, what do you want to order? And I think we each ordered a drink. And I was like, we need to order food. And I asked her what was good. And she said, the pigs in a blanket are very popular. And I was like, great, let's get those. And she said, do you want six or do you want 12? And drunk, hangry Sydney absolutely wanted 12 pigs in a blanket. And they were like, if you were to have asked me, my answer would have been zero for the record. But I did order, we ordered fries, yeah. and um, this might, I don't know, I know this is uh, contentious, but. Um, yeah, you ordered a weird thing. Beef tartare. Tartar. Tartar. Yeah, tartar. tartar. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we had beef tartare, a dozen pigs in a blanket, and a big basket of fries. And we are just eating and waiting and eating and waiting. And I'm. <laughs> this, yes, this is why it was important that our client was like, a little bit. Yes, yeah, we were eating for a very long time, but eating. we also had yeah. dinner reservations to go to at seven thirty. Oh, right, seven thirty. Yeah, yeah, this night felt like it lasted forever. It felt like we got <laughs> back so late. It was truly, I do not think it was ten o'clock. I, mean, I don't think it was nine o'clock. It was really early. <laughs> we had a dinner reservation to go to, so I was like, I don't want to eat too much, but also I was hangry and drunk. So I'm eating these pigs in a blanket. And there's so many of them, and by the time it was and they were big they were like full hot no dogs they were not full hot dogs they were not piglet yes they were They were like listen your yeah. husband texted me and was like how many pigs and blankets did you eat and so i knew you were telling this story i think this was maybe when you were in mexico and no because i don't know where you were but i told him i probably ate five and he was like oh my god and i looked up a picture of them they are piglets they were Yes, no. they were. Yes, they were. They are not like they are not like little tiny wieners. They are they're little tiny wieners is least. why this podcast has to be explicit on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the name of this episode. <laughs> Notice the correlation between how many listens the podcast gets and how raunchy the title is. <laughs> Okay, so we ate the little tiny wieners, and 
a client came. She left. It was great. I'm like, we have to go to this dinner reservation. Also, I think our reservation was at 7.30 and we did not leave the bar until 7.40. So we got to the... We got there at 8. We got there at 8. And they were not pleased. And you I was like, like, hi, we're a little late for our reservation. <laughs> and they were like, what time is your reservation? And I said, 7.30. And it was uh, almost eight and she was like no so you missed your reservation and you would like to walk in and I was like ha 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 um <laughs> I am zero percent hungry not hungry at all like uh, I feel like I'm gonna throw up because I ate too many teeny tiny wieners and uh we sit down and <laughs> Lauren I was hungry because I had one wiener. Had one wiener and I had a lot and her <laughs> client had some which was good because she was about to go to a concert and not eat dinner. We were on the way to a dinner reservation. Uh, Lauren ordered a drink for us that she told me would make my tummy feel better. Also, the the restaurant was like angry that we were there, which I can't really blame them for. We were super late for a reservation and they like put us at the bar technically, but it was really like at the armpit of the restaurant, like the asshole <laughs> of the restaurant, like directly next to where they wanted the food yeah it was like sitting like, next to the entrance of the kitchen directly behind where they print the checks so it's like the wait the waiters hangout spot and sydney and lauren who are too drunk and are now going to order one entree to share <laughs> uh so we ordered one burger to share it was Oshaval. It's, the the burgers are really good it's a good restaurant but they were not really happy with Anyway, you ordered us something. I ordered us each a Fernet, and the waitress looked at me like I was an idiot and said, Fernet? And I go, uh, yep. And she's like, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. And I was like, well, maybe I am. You know, I think it's Fernet, and I think Ohio had the upper hand on class there. I don't know. We'll have to Google. But Maybe it is Fernet. I got to ask Tim. Tim, it's editor, Italian? Tim, is it Fernet or Fernet? I think it's Italian, but I feel like there's not a lot Fragile. of tea going on in Europe. Exactly. So that came to the table. You were not happy. No. 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 I'm not like a, and then, I'm a dark liquor person in general. I'm not either, but I would say the last time that I was in this situation and I had the Fernet, it worked. It was great. So I did that, and you were unhappy. You took one sniff, and you were like, hell no. I'm not doing no, that. Thanks. Then we got a burger, one burger to split. We split it in half. I happily ate my burger. You took one bite. One bite. And maybe I, to a napkin. I, I'm not I did not sure. split it to a napkin, but it did take me two solid minutes to get it down. <laughs> so I was very happy to eat my half a burger. We waited a long time for the waitress. So I think that's why by the time she finally came around, we were all in on the key lime pie. Oh, yeah. I had enough time to digest and have. We did. I forgot about the key lime pie. That was delicious. I enjoyed the key lime pie. So you'd think like at this point, you know, like we're having a great time. We are fed. We are two moms out in New York City. It is 845. We're ready, right? To like karaoke or I don't know, do something in the. City that never nope. sleeps. We went back to the hotel and got in our jammy jams. And is that when you cleaned your snow boots in the bathtub? Mm, can't remember when that was. In the well, timeline. I do remember you saying, 
are you going to take a shower here? And I said, no, because we're here less than 24 hours and I will take a shower at home. And you were like, great, I'm going to clean my boots in the bathtub. And that bathtub was disgusting. (laughs) But we came back to the hotel and we got in our jammies and we listened to records in our hotel room that inexplicably had a record. record player and a bunch of vinyls. And... We hung out. And we watched The Office. We watched The Office. I think you painted your nails. And then we're like ready to drift off to Sleepy Town in our lovely giant hotel bed where there are no baby monitors. And right when we're falling asleep, Lauren sits up and goes, I have to do my French. <laughs> and my Duolingo streak. Duolingo <laughs> streak is at stake. So she does her fucking Duolingo and I believe falls asleep. <laughs> doing duolingo no i finished it but it was i mean you know i know that it was a little bit rough because in the morning you were like why is your phone just floating in the bed this is chaos plug it in yeah and you said something about how your phone is always dying and this is why because i knew that it was like the menorah always just is always at one percent it's only supposed to last for 15 more minutes and it lasted for eight more hours um well I will say this was the first time that um my husband tells me to warn people when I like sleep in the same room with them for the first time because this has never been true of me but for about the past year ever since I started mental therapy emotional therapy whatever non-physical I have two types of therapy so I like to specify there's the wound care therapy there's the physical therapy and then there's the mental health therapy mental health therapy ever since i started mental health therapy i started having really crazy dreams and now i talk in my sleep yes occasionally so i can tell either if i remember laughing hysterically in my dream or crying in my dream i know that i for sure was talking so i woke up and was like i'm so sorry i know that i was talking in my sleep yes, last she night definitely was the first time it happened i was like oh my god are you okay and then i realized she was sound asleep and i was like all right, I guess this is just what we're doing. This did not happen the first time we shared a bed, which was at your house. But yeah, that was uh, fine. It did happen this time. I was also still kind of drunk, and so were you. So I was like, "Is I was worried that I you were like about to be sick or something, but you were fine. Oh, yeah. We were all fine. Everything was fine. It was fine. I didn't cross my personal boundaries that night. That's, you know. I like throwing up as much as the next person, but I do try to avoid it when I can. Wait, did you think you like throwing up? Yeah, I love it. it. Makes you feel better, like if you're sick. No one likes throwing up. I like throwing up as much as the next person. I would say that is a joke. Most people do not like throwing up, but I thought you and I were on the same page with this. If you're no. sick, you should just throw up. I mean, if up. you're sick, you should just throw up, but I don't like throwing up. No, I know, but some people are like, oh, I avoid throwing up at all costs. Like, uh, why? Okay, yeah, I guess I see, I see what you're saying. No, I would just rather throw okay. up and feel better. My son, Chance, is a, I just say he's a puker. He just pukes anytime he's sick. He also gets super car sick. He's just a puker. And, and he hates throwing up so much that he, I know he's about to throw up because he starts screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, absolute full body shriek at the top of his lungs, even if it's the middle of the night. And he shares a room with his baby sister. He just starts up like full throttle screaming. Yeah, that's how I know he's about to throw up. I will say as a fun aside puking story, I uh, my children have been chronically sick since 
Thanksgiving. So that's great. Love, love that for me. Um, I got a call from daycare at four o'clock on Friday. It said chances in the corner crying that his tummy hurts. And Ellie had already been out with stomach virus for the last three days. So I knew that's what it was. And there's stomach virus ripping through school. So I went and picked him up. And Lauren thought this was really poor planning on my part. I think it was the right plan, but that's fine. I put him in a carrier, like a backpack carrier on my back. And we walked out of school five steps and he started screaming at the top of his lungs. And I was like, here comes the, the vomit. And he is on my back and I, what are we going to do? So <laughs> I just tipped over like the goddamn teapot. And I was like, in the grass, buddy, in the grass, puke in the grass. And he's just going, no, no. And I was like, it's okay. Just let it out. Throw up in the grass. So finally it's like, splashed no. everywhere. <laughs> huge volumes down my arm, all over. And then he starts screaming, Misty, the big boy carrier is messy. It's like, I know, bud, it's okay. But now we're 15 blocks from home. I still have to get us home. So I was like, maybe we should get in a cab. And he goes, no, I don't want to get in a taxi cab. Because he gets car sick and he associates the taxi cab with throwing up. So we got on the train. I'm standing there on the platform, just waiting for the train. All these people are looking at me like that woman is covered in vomit. And I'm like, I know. And I hear his little voice back there. And he goes, Mama. And I said, yeah, bud. And he goes, I think I feel better. Sweet baby. Then we got on the train. Two different people came up to me and said, he threw up all over himself. And I was like, wow, thank you. Thanks. Didn't. Didn't no. realize that we are both absolutely here. covered head to toe in vomit. Thank you. But we made it home and he took a shower and that was it. He was really fine. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Anyway, so that was, our, that was a, a fun puke aside story. <laughs> so no, no vomit. No more drunk. We woke up the next morning and we came back to my house, I think, and dropped off our stuff. Yeah, we walked around we a little breakfast. bit and then... Oh, yeah. yeah we have breakfast. Breakfast. That's a non, that is a non-interesting part of our day. <laughs> Not um, interest. We did have breakfast. Mm-hmm. We walked. Oh, yeah. I want to take you to the well, New York or Nowhere store. Travel. This is where our vision questing began because we started looking at stores and we started talking about Emmy merch. We went right. to New York or Nowhere. And we found a sign that was like the perfect... Um, yeah, it was like a pink Joe and the Juice sign next team. to the green subway. Yeah. And like the Emmy pink is not quite millennial bubblegum. It's like a light red. It's like a terracotta pink. Yeah. My favorite. I think it's rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm not it's sure. Like my walls. But we found it. And I love it. We found it in many places. Um, in New York. And I loved it. I loved it next to the deep green, like, um street lights it's just yeah and then there was a coffee shop where there was a candy cane oh yeah i was feeling those vibes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was nice so we went to new york or nowhere sydney's favorite spot i almost bought an 80 dollar candle because they told me it was an in-store exclusive and i'm a real sucker for scarcity but i did not because that would have been stupid 
And then I think we went, you got your earring changed. Oh, yeah. I have my tragus pierced, but it's very difficult to put the earring back in after you take it out. And I had to take it out for my surgery. So well, it's been out that long. No, so I've had a normal earring in there, which is not oh, ideal. Yeah. Okay, so. so then we went back home. And then we, you know, when people, like, text me and say, like, oh, I'm coming to visit New York. What should I do? I'm like, I, it, visiting New York is a really different experience than living here. You would be surprised how small my life is living in New York. Like I rarely leave a 15 block radius between my home and daycare. Everything I need is in between there. Pediatrician, the diner, where else do I go? That's it. My kids are sick all the time. What else are we going to (laughs) do? So so Lauren, welcome. I welcomed Lauren back to my normal life and we worked at my house for a while. We, if you want to hear what happened between nap time and the little afternoon, you'll have to listen to the 12 days of christmas podcast that's not when we recorded that yeah Mm -hmm. on the 10th day of christmas oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah that's right that's right uh yeah and then we went to the library the new york public library and did some vision questing there and that was really fun i might go back there we went to like the big one the fifth avenue branch and it's more like a museum than a true library but then we found a reading room where you could actually chill and yes, work. Yes, and I got up my laptop and started actually working. And Lauren was like, you're supposed to be vision questing. Why are you responding to Slack messages? But I needed to. I had some work to do. And uh, we picked up my kids and went to the diner. So it's like normal, my normal shit. I did have a panic attack in between oh, them. Yeah. I left my purse in the reading room and I realized it as soon as we left the library. Thank God. But I was like, Sydney, you were panicking I'm because you weren't sure if you left it in the reading room or if you left it on like a park bench or park. the subway or. Yes. yes. But I was literally seeing spots and I was like, I'm afraid I'm going to pass out in the library. You have to yes, go get so it. So I went and it was right there in the reading room. No problems. So now every time that she. When I panic about something, I say, something, I lost my purse and I need you to look at this. <laughs> I'm worried I broke something. I have the lost my purse feelings. I need you to. So I'm glad it happened. Glad yes. it happened. Yes, <sighs> well, that's I would say really. I miss seeing you in IRL. Me too. What was kind of fun is that we were launching somebody's order of operations while I was there on the final day. And so we were a little bit half working. I think if I had to do it over again, maybe we would have planned that a little bit better. So we weren't so stressed, but New York's got plenty of vibes. We had a wonderful, I think we talked about this last time, um, Cruller from... Yeah. Daily provisions. We um, got a lot of PP work done, which is my favorite term for paperwork. And it was great. And I hope to be back very soon. My friend used the acronym PP to talk about postpartum yesterday. Oh. And I was so confused for a minute. And I was like, oh, I just realized what you actually mean. But Lauren and I use PP to talk about paperwork because it's an acron- an abbreviation for paperwork, but also because it stinks mm-hmm. like PP. <laughs> and she was like, what? <laughs> so I have to say this since we're here that I was talking to Courtney Makara last week, who is where I got the term paperwork, although she did not realize that that's really what she was saying. And so I think paperwork is like an, a, a perhaps an acronym that normal people use for paperwork, maybe. 
No. No? Should she just make that up? You've never heard that anywhere else? Like she used that. I've never heard it anywhere else. She made it up. And in that moment, I said, PB work, that is hilarious. I am adopting that as a official term now. And I did. And so the other day I was saying something and I said, PB work. And she was like, what's that? And I was like, whoa. You invented PB work. How do you not know? I had a screenshot of our conversation from when you originally asked where it came from. And so I just sent it to her and she was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And she's like, I am not owning that. I said, you should own it. You have to own it. Somebody has to, because it's a literal everyday it's, part of my vocabulary. It is part of the zeitgeist now. now, the Emmy Collective zeitgeist. <laughs> so thank you, Courtney, for creating and then letting go and letting me have. That is an open work. source term. Owned by the community at large. I love that. That might be That's it. it. All... That was our trip. We had a great time. Any other hot takes? I feel like we, I don't know. There must have been some other things in there, but if anyone else is in New York, reach out to Sydney. She needs friends. I, I don't. I'm good, actually. I, my friendship quota is fulfilled, and uh, I do not have great recommendations for you either, unless you would like to go to Metro Diner. Oh, we did that. Yeah, that That's was great. great. I highly recommend the uh, potato salad. It was dill heavy if you have an aversion, but it was delicious. <laughs> dill forward. Fresh dill forward. This is why people listen to our podcast for the uh, hot takes about potato salad ingredients at random U.S. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I really loved about going to the diner is that Chance told me they have the best chocolate chip pancakes. You have to get the chocolate chip pancakes. And then he immediately ordered the French toast with blueberries. <laughs> I felt a little bit like, I uh, don't believe you, sir. <laughs> little sir. All right. Well, I hope uh, that for us, the prediction, the 2023 prediction is Taylor Swift year AI. Of the pod. That's my 2023 hope. No, year of the PFB podcast. Oh, yeah, okay, We're going to come out this year. So. <laughs> Uh, so if there's anything you want us to talk about or uh, if you want to be a guest, I think we'll guess we'll go ahead and take those. Sydney's um, not as sure. Why not? I'm guest. <laughs> um, come on aboard. And have We're going to be guests on someone else's podcast this week. So yeah. I'm so excited. Spoiler. Spoiler. I think this is the first time for me. I know it's not the first time for you. Isn't it? Oh no, I happen as well. Crystal's in the other room and she's screaming. Who? I just heard Crystal. She just went, What up? What oh, up? Who's here? But you said Pippa. It's like, My God, isn't it Pippa not at school? No, no, no. I'm at the office. Oh, yeah, you are at the office. All right. Well, that's okay, it for BFB, everybody. Catch bye. you on the flippity flop. Ah, bye. Like and subscribe. Share. Tell everyone. <laughs>